I want to take a quick second to promote a business that's a friend of the podcast and also a person who runs it as a friend of mine, and that is Sick Little Creations. So you can find it on Redbubble. There's amazing uh, stuff on there. You can find artwork, stickers, um, some clothing, a bunch of other stuff. Find it on redbubble.com. You can also uh, find more of her work at Pinterest. Be sure to check that out. It's really amazing work. So any at any time you have, you need to get a gift for someone. Like I know we're, you likely just missed Mother's Day, but still you do have, you do have Father's Day coming up. There's still birthdays. There are a variety of other holidays that you can go for. So definitely be sure to check that out. And that's the Sick Little Creations. And you can find that on Redbubble, and also be sure to follow her on Pinterest as well. Hi everybody, this is Matt Kirby, and welcome to a brand new episode of Groupie and Harmony, the podcast to help out music. Today, it's Sunday, the week before Grammys, so we're going to be starting up Grammy week. Um, I'll get into that in a little bit. First off, just my typical shameless plug, be sure to like the Facebook page for Groupie and Harmony. You'll get updates about the podcast and about the blog, Feeling Groupie. Um, the last post that I made for Feeling Groupie was, I actually had two recently since the last episode. One of them was, uh, related to Coachella after Bonnaroo announced when they would announce their lineup. Coachella announced theirs a few hours later. So, discuss that. And then I also have my correspond a corresponding post to my last podcast episode related to 2022 top albums. And it's, like, lists, different lists, so, like, by genre, um, like, ones that were nominated for Grammys, ones that didn't chart, a bunch of other things. Um, so be sure to check out both of those. I also have, have a separate Facebook page for Is Baller Trademarked Yet, um, which is my basketball blog. Um, my most recent two posts were related, um, one of them was top, was top, uh, was the related to WNBA free agency. I also have uh, one related to Maya Moore for the last two I will have one coming out uh, that I haven't written it yet, but it's probably going to be coming out this week that's related to uh, what the NBA is calling Rivalry Week, which is, uh, um, and I'm going to be discussing that a tiny bit and something, in particular my opinion related to whether I think it's a good thing or not. Because overall I think there is a, um, I see both a, some major things on both sides that's what I will say but I will say either one thing that either tips it over the edge or is a fatal flaw for it um now for the Grammys um typically every year I decide to go insane and do my Grammy week um which is do a podcast a day leading up to it basic uh basically from because the Grammys are next Sunday I'm recording this on the 29th um and uh, they're going to be on February 5th. So um, I do an ep- I release an episode a day. Um, in the past, I've recorded an episode a day. This year, spoiler alert, I'm probably going to record multiple ones on the Sunday and just re-record them if I change my mind about things. Um, and in each of those, I discuss different categories and give predictions for those categories. This year, there's more categories. Th- I'm discussing more categories and awards than ever. So this year there'll be a total of 63 awards discussed, which will be a lot, which is a lot, but, uh, um, I'm breaking it down. So like there's, uh, 
um, nine or ten a day up until the Saturday, which is which I'll do the general category. Um, and the way that I'm doing it, Sunday through Saturday, I will release an episode each day. Sunday, I'll release a blog post, which is just a summary of all my posts. And in particular, I'll have them in order of which ones I think are most likely not. And just to clarify, these aren't the ones, these aren't like who I think will, like what order they would finish in the voting. This is more the likelihood of who will win. Um, and then Monday, I'll do a recap. Uh so currently the schedule that I currently have set out is uh, today I'm going to do American Roots songwriting. That one is definitive. And then Monday, uh, Latin slash da dance and electronic music slash spoken word slash music for visual media. Tuesday, country uh, slash gospel and contemporary Christian slash contemporary instrumental music. Wednesday, pop and production and then music video slash film thursday rock alternative global music and reggae friday uh rap r&b and comedy and then sunday general this is subject to change though because the last few years i put rap on the last day because uh it's been such a loaded category this year though i uh, you'll find out a little bit more when I get to it. I don't think that this one is as competitive a uh, category as some of the other ones. So um, I that one subject that order is subject to change. I'm not sure yet which one I might I'm might do. I probably am I if I don't do the because I already have them grouped up by what day I'm doing everything just because I uh, um just because I needed to group it out that way in order for it to be a similar amount on each day. Um, if I, uh, do change it up, then it'll be either the, I'll either swap Friday and Wednesday or Thursday and Friday. I'm not sure which yet. Um, and then, uh, and the way, and again, I'm just going to go through my predictions for each of these days. Um, but before we actually dive into today's, there are, t uh, we'll stray away from this topic for just a second because... There are two things that I want to discuss really briefly. One of them uh, is something that I meant to discuss last time in the last episode, and I just outright forgot to write it down. Even though I haven't had COVID brain issues with memory since COVID, I am still blaming it on COVID brain. My girlfriend has said, use that excuse as long as I can, <laughs> jokingly. So um, one thing with, and then another one was just something that came out since then. And while I'm not going to like do too much with music news right now or too much with like festival lineups, I'll discuss some of those that have been announced more later. Um, the first thing is that um, end of last calendar year, Disney announced that uh, they were going, I don't remember what it was, they were going to or they were looking into changing up the design for Rock and Roller Coaster after... Um, allegations related to uh Aerosmith's lead vocalist Steven Tyler became more uh widespread and uh back in pop culture and I discussed this a tiny bit when um Marilyn Man after Marilyn Manson's allegations really uh took storm and uh there his I don't think it was his record label but it was distrib his distribution label I think is what it was had dropped him uh, I have a similar mindset to that, which is that, uh, 
in this case, Disney is acting like, uh, that they're, uh, that look at us be doing the right thing. These allegations aren't new. These have been known for many years. And I mean, because he had, had at least one really, possibly more. I don't remember off the top of my head, so I don't want to say that. Um, but at least one relationship with someone underage. Um, and that was, that's the big thing. And the, and did, and now, and so, I mean, it's like, these were already known. So Disney say being like, Oh, look at this. We learned these and they made the right thing. That that's not actually how it happened because they're not, they, uh, because they would have known that. And I do just want to clarify this one, th one little bit also is that I'm not saying that I would expect fans to necessarily know this in the past or in, maybe not in the past, but like have known these before these before recently. And, um, that's not to say that fans are ignorant necessarily, but in certain situations, I mean, unless it is like really widespread, it's not surprising if a lot of fans don't know that because I mean, if they're not looking for it, if they don't f come across it, um, or if they don't hear it, how would they know? So, um, uh, so I'm not saying that fan that this is anything that wrong with any fans if they didn't know about that. That's not that wouldn't be their fault, if, especially if it's not if that's not their job to know about it. But in that case, with Disney, with the kind of intelligence that they have with that kind of thing, that they would know, and they're just only doing that to try to make themselves look good. Which and I said the same thing with uh, Marilyn Manson's distribution label. I don't remember the label off the top, what label it was off the top of my head, but I had said, like, that's not bravery, that's not the right thing, that's frankly cowardice, um, hiding it until suddenly you're worried that someone might, uh, come after you. Um, and again, that's not, I do, again, want to emphasize, that's not saying that, that's not how I would describe it with fans' view of it also, because, I mean, it's not their job to necessarily know about it in a lot of cases, how would they know about it? Um... The other thing that I do want to briefly mention, so uh, the festival that I've talked about a couple times in this podcast in the last year, Sound and Sound Festival, they've announced, they haven't announced their lineup yet, they're going to be, they announced they're going to be doing that on February 14th, uh, which is, I don't even remember what day of the week that is, a Tuesday, um, but then they have announced that the, that um, one of the headliners, probably, I assume that the main headliner is John Mayer, so I'll We'll discuss the lineup more as it come when it comes out. In the meantime, let's get to discussing making some predictions. Um, and I will say with each of these, the disclaimer with each of these pred, uh, predictions, I'm not like I don't really have a ton of inside information or much inside information at all with most of these categories. Um, these ones are a combination, like I don't, for instance, I haven't surveyed a bunch of voters. I haven't asked a ton of voters. I don't know voters personally, actually. Um, but in this one, there's a few things. Some of them, it's like looking at like some, uh, some like experts predictions. Some of them, it, a bunch of them, it is like looking at the history of the Grammy voting. And um, that's the biggest one because in a lot of situations, one thing that I have found is that with the Grammys, the one of the best ways to be accurate is not looking at what was popular that year, not looking at uh, what was critically acclaimed, 
it's looking at a lot of situations it is looking at for predicting who will get nominated or win. It is looking at what kind uh who uh who had been uh, nominated or awarded in the past and historical trends with it. The Grammys do tend to repeat themselves, is what I'm saying. But the we'll start out with the Actually, um, before we actually make any predictions, I meant to do this. I'm a little bit all over the place right now, but I meant to actually discuss the Grammys a tiny bit in general um, before we go into the predictions. So, Grammys are February 5th, which is ne- a week from the time of recording on Sunday. Um, the host will be Trevor Noah, who hosted the last two awards as well. Um, the So, for some category changes... Um, there are five new categories. Uh, best Alternative Music Performance, Best Americana Performance, Best uh, Score Soundtrack for Video Games and Other Interactive Media, Best Spoken Word po- Poetry Album, and Songwriter of the Year Non-Classical. Uh, all those were just added. Um, I will. The one that I will not be doing uh, discussing is Best Score Soundtrack for Video Games and Other Interactive Media. I think it's a great idea as an like, award. The issue for me is I'm I'm you'll absolutely see how out of my element with that one. Is. I'm so clueless with that one that me making a prediction about that won't help anyone at all. It makes no sense for me to do. Um, they also added in best song for social change. Um, I am not going to be making predictions about that because I um well because I don't even know. I don't know anything about that one, and that one is, uh, and it is also a special merit award, which I don't make predictions on. Um, they, uh, there were some other ones that were changed, that were changed up a little bit. Um, Best Spoken Word Album was renamed to Best Audiobook Narration and Storytelling Album, um, because Spoken Word, and Spoken Word is ineligible for it because they broke off into the Spoken Word Poetry Album category. Um, Best Musical Theater Album, uh, composers and lyricists of more than 50% of the score of a new recording are now eligible for that award. I'm not going to be discussing that one, because that one, I, I don't, I'm clueless with that one, too. Um, the Best New Age Album was renamed to Best New Age Ambient or Chant Album, another one that I'm really, really out of my element with, so I'm not going to discuss that one. Um, and then for the... Uh, for the categories of Best Opera Recording and Best Classical uh, Compendium, um, composers and uh, librettists will uh, became eligible for the award. Not discuss. I'm not going to be discussing any of the classical awards or the jazz ones for that matter either. Just because I'm not, I'm not in tune enough with uh, modern releases of the genre for me to uh, have any insight about that one. Um, also, this one's more for eligibility, I mean, for, in terms of eligibility, but, uh, for, and for a lot of the album nominations, uh, an album has to have greater than 75% of newly recorded music, it was previously 50%, um, and then, uh, <coughs> excuse me, um, and then for three of the classical music fields, there will be craft committees that are selecting them. Again, I'm not going to be discussing those ones just because I don't know the I don't know enough about modern uh, classical music to say that one. 
Um, they haven't announced, I don't believe they've announced all the performers yet, but, uh, on the 25th, they announced, announced some of the performers for the, uh, for the main ceremony. On the 29th, they announced some of the one, a uh, performance for the premiere ceremony. Um, for, so for the premiere ceremony, uh, the performers currently listed are Blind Boys of Alabama and La Santa Cecilia, Aruj Aftab, Madison Cunningham, Samara Joy, um, Anushka Shankar and Carlos Vibes. And then for the main ceremony, the ones they've announced so far, I expect there'll be more coming uh, this week in particular. Um, include uh, Bad Bunny, Brandy Carlisle, Lizzo, Luke Combs, Sam Smith and Kim Petras, uh, Mary J. Blige, and Steve Lacey. And um, it's been confirmed that uh, Sam Smith and Kim Petras will perform Unholy. There are certain artist that's like you could probably guess what they're gonna perform like steve lacy you could guess that at least one song that he does will be bad habits um for instance um and uh and they've also announced a bunch of the presenters for the premiere none of them for the main ceremony yet though um so now that we've gone through all that Let's get to some Grammys. So speaking of one of the newer ones, which makes it a little bit tougher with, uh, um, for the, <clears throat> excuse me, um, for my predictions in, in terms of, um, in terms of looking at the, um, historical data is, uh, songwriter of the year, non-classical. So, uh, this one is, uh, more looking at the songwriters, and the idea of it is that, um, and basically here's what it says for the, uh, in order to qualify writers, quote, must have written a minimum of five songs in which they're credited solely as songwriter or co-writer, and that, quote, songs in which the songwriter was also credited as a primary or featured artist, producer, or any other supporting role do not qualify to achieve a minimum song threshold for consideration. Uh, and that's the point behind that is just to make it so like if there's a major performer, um, then, uh, they won't be, uh, that also has written a bunch of their songs. They won't be then, uh, eligible and then take over the category. The nominees for this year are Amy Allen, Nigel Charles, Tobias Jesso Jr., um, The Dream, and Laura Veltz. So, this one's interesting, because I feel like that any of them could win. And, because uh, a bunch of them have written for notable names. Um, for instance, some of the, um, Amy Allen for this year will be eligible. Um, she's written for Harry Styles, Lizzo, Charlie XCX, King Princess, Sabrina Carpenter, Alexander 23, and some others. Um, Nigel Charles wrote for Beyonce, has written for Beyonce, Summer Walker, City Girls, uh, Lil Durk, Meek Mill, Me um, she wrote Sweetest Pie, actually, by Megan Thee Stallion and Dua Lipa, um, Summer, I said Summer Walker, my bad, um, and some others, um, Tobias Jesso Jr., he's written for, uh, Adele, Harry Styles, um, Diplo, Omar Apollo, Orville Peck, uh, King Princess, FK Twigs, and others. The Dream wrote for a bunch of music that's on Beyonce's album, um, but then also wrote some for Br Brent Fias, Push and Pusha T, and others. 
Um, and Laura Viltz wrote a bunch of uh, ones for different country artists, including Mary Morris, uh, Demi Lovato, non-country artists like Demi Lovato, and then Ingrid Andrus and others. So, I th- that said, what I found a lot of times with Producer of the Year, it's if someone, which I'm using this as a baseline for, is that in a situation where somebody recorded a bunch of uh or produced for a bunch of music that was nominated for major categories they typically have an upper edge for this this year there is one artist who wrote a song or credited for writing a song that um has been nominated for a bunch of the for a bunch of grammys the dream has nominated, wrote, written a bunch of stuff for Beyonce, um, including Break My Soul, which was nominated for Record of the Year and, I, and Song of the Year. So I think that The Dream is the front runner for this one, though I think it is close. One thing I didn't mention that I meant to is that I'm also going to have one to watch for each of the awards. The, my one, And it doesn't have to be the runner-up. It could just be someone I find really interesting. The one... But I know historically it was it often is the runner-up because I find that one interesting. So in this case, it is the runner-up, and that is Tobias Jessen Jr. Jessen Jr. And the reason that I think he's the one to watch is because how because could Adele help out his cause? And then also I wonder how, for instance, someone like Omar Apollo who got nominated for Best New Artist. I wonder how uh, Harry Styles getting nominated for a bunch will end up swaying that one. So I think that. But that said, I think the Dream will win this one. Now, next up is American Roots. There are nine awards in this category, and this year, for the first time ever, I decided to try to go for all nine. Usually, I don't go for all nine. Um, Well, it's in the past, there weren't nine, but this year, I decided to go for all of them. So, I'll go bottom up. Uh, And when I say bottom up, I mean the ones that I have in order of them listed. So... The first one I'm going to discuss is Best Regional Roots Music Album. The nominees for this one are Full Circle by Sean Ardoin and Ardoin and Crayle Rock and Soul featuring LSU Golden Band from Tigerland. Natalie Nolani by Natalie Kamu. Halu Alu Kali Nolani live from at the Getty Center by Halu Ula Hula. Kali Onalani. Apologies for any mistakes I make. Lucky Man by Nathan and the Zydego Chachas. And live at the 2022 New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival by Ranky Tanky. With this one, I'm going to predict Full Circle. Um, by Because in particular, Sean Ordoin, uh, he's been nominated a bunch, and it seemed like it made so much sense for him to win. But every year there was someone who was it if not every year almost every year there was someone who was really competitive really competitive race in which someone who had had a lot of previous success won so i feel like it makes so much sense for him this year to win <coughs> excuse me oh, just a second <coughs> all righty there we go um and then in terms of the one to watch Ranky Tanky is pretty well known out of those artists. I think that one is definitely one to watch, especially 
with like an album from the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. Next up is Best Folk Album. Nominees for this one are Spellbound by Judy Collins, Revealer by Madison Cunningham, The End at uh, The Light at the End of the Line by Janice Ian, uh, Age of Apathy by Ophie o- O'Donovan, and Hell on Church Street by Punch Brothers. Could be any of them. Um, this one, I I don't feel 100% confident in predicting any of them because I think this one is a really competitive race. That said, I'm going to predict Spellbound by Judy Collins. I think Judy, Judy Collins is like a one of those artists who's like really well-respected, well-regarded for for many years in folk music and kind of has this like legendary standpoint um, or view kind of with her. Uh, so I think I'll predict her. The one to watch, um, probably Punch Brothers. They've been nominated a bunch, um, and have had success with the Grammys. So I feel like that if Judy Collins wouldn't get it, I would be less, least surprised to see Punch Brothers win it. Next up is Best Contemporary Blues Album. The nominees for this one are Done Come Too Far by Shemekia Copeland, uh, Crown by Eric Gales. Bloodline Maintenance by Ben Harper, Set Sail by North Mississippi All-Stars, and Brother Johnny by Edgar Winter. Um, I... Th- this one's another one that I feel like that it could be really competitive. The one that I'm going to predict, though, is Bloodline Maintenance. Ben Harper seems to be really beloved uh, within the music community and uh, has had success with the Grammys, um, especially in the blues categories. So I... Th- it feels safe saying that he would, that he could win. And, uh, the one that I will, that I would say is my one to watch is actually all the ones I've said so far is the one I have a second most likely. This one, I don't have a second most likely. I have her third most likely, but Shemekha Copeland has rapid, is rapidly rising in blues music. So I seriously am curious to see if she could, she could run away with this one. Um, she, has garnered a lot of support and respect from a lot of people in blues music. I think that she is one that if she doesn't win this year, she'll win one at some point as soon, I'd imagine. But I could see her winning this one. Um, So she's my one to watch, but Ben Harper, I have winning it. Next up is uh, Best Traditional Blues Album. The nominees for this one are Heavy Load Blues by Government Mule, uh, The Blues Don't Lie by Buddy Guy, Get On Board by Taj Mahal and Ry Cooter. The Sun Is Shining Down by John Mayall. And A Mississippi Sun by Charlie Musselwhite. Musselwhite, excuse me. Um, This one's another one that I wouldn't be too surprised to see any of them. Even the art album that I have is least likely, which is Charlie Musselwhite's album, I, could, I wouldn't be surprised if he won. Um, each of these are well... are well-respected musicians, uh, the one that probably, a lot of these are, like, not surprising to see in Blues, Government Mule is, uh, not someone who typically gets grouped with Blues, but still, um, that said, I don't want to get bet against Buddy Guy, he has been nominated so many times for this category, is a multiple-time winner, um, so I'm going to make my prediction, The Blues Don't Lie by Buddy Guy, he's so respected in the the in the genre and the industry, and Grammy voters have continued to show that they've respect him as well. 
So I feel so safe voting for uh, choosing that one. As for the my one to watch, whenever you have two notable names in the genre, don't rule it out. As such, don't rule out Get On Board by Taj Mahal and Rai Cooter. Um, both are notable names in blues, so I seriously think that that one is one that will be interesting to watch. The next award is Best Bluegrass Album. Nominees for that one are Toward the Fray by the infamous String Dusters, um, the uh, Almost Proud by the Del McCurry Band, Calling You From My Mountain by Peter Rowan, Crooked Tree by Molly Tuttle and Golden Highway, and Get Yourself Outside by Yonder Mountain String Band. This one's another one that I I wouldn't be too, too surprised if, and if any of these albums won it. So this one I think was a little bit tougher for me to predict, but the one that I w- uh, that I will predict though, the infamous String Dusters have had a lot of success with the Grammys, and I think more than in recent years than any of these other artists. So I'm going to predict Toward the Fray by the infamous String Dusters. As for the one to watch, Molly Tuttle was nominated for Best New Artist. So as such, if an artist is nominated for one of the for one of the general the major general four awards they typically are one to watch for their for any other award so as such she's my one to watch but i still think toward the fray is going to win uh next up is best americana album the nominees for this one are in these silent days by brandy carlisle things happen that way by dr john good to be by keb mo Raise the Roof by Robert Plant and Alison Krauss, and Just Like That by Bonnie Wright. That one's a loaded category, but uh, the the thing is here, Brandi Carlile has, well, I mean, she's beloved within the music industry, it seems, but in particular with the Grammys, she seems to be like a, a Grammy darling right now. She's, uh, well, it's been clear the last several years with, or the last few years with the, her nominations, Definitely with uh, also with her wins in a lot of these categories, and especially since this award, this album was critically acclaimed, uh, and is nominated for album of the year. I do feel safe saying that, uh, predicting her to win this one. Um, as for my one to watch, the last album that uh, that Robert Plant and Alison Krauss perf- uh, did together, which I'm spacing out on the name of it. Um, I can't think of the name of it. I'm going to pull that up while I'm doing this, so apologies if you heard typing in the background. But, uh... Um, but the last album that they released together was a huge success. Raising Sand, that's the name of it, of course. Um, Raising Sand was a huge success at the Grammys. It won all sorts of awards. I mean, it was critically acclaimed also, but at the Grammys, it won all sorts of awards. Um, it, especially uh, including Album of the Year. So um, I think that as such, with Raise the Roof, I don't feel like you can rule it out as a result. And if I'll be honest, if this one had been nominated for uh, 
or if in particular if these silent days hadn't been eligible that if it was released in a different period i think that breeze the roof probably would have been nominated for album of the year and then would have been the front runner for this one um next up is best american roots song um nominees for this one are bright star by nias mitchell uh and with this one also the songwriters are technically the ones nominated. That said, I'm going to just say the artists who performed them, uh, just because it's there are fewer names to mention, so it's less of a mouthful. Um, but uh, but still, that that's not to disparage or neglect the impact that the songwriters had in this one. Um, again, Bright Star by Anais Mitchell, Forever by Sheryl Crow, High and Lonesome. By Robert Plant and Alison Krauss, Just Like That by Bonnie Wright, Prodigal Daughter by Alfie Donovan and Alison Russell, and You and Me on the Rock by Brandon Carlisle featuring Lucius. Um, <clears throat> this one's interesting because uh, Just Like That was nominated for Song of the Year, and then You and uh, You and Me on the Rock was nominated for Record of the Year. So, um, and at the same time, you also have Robert Plant and Alison Krauss nominated. But that's, so it really is a, this one is a loaded category because it's to the point where, I mean, you have those three, and I didn't even mention Cheryl Crow, who's like a really notable name also. Um, that said, I think it'll be You and Me on the Rock. Um, Brandi Carlile has had a lot of success with the Grammys. She's not a lock here just because of how loaded this one is. I, feel i feel decent enough say predicting that one that said as implied just like that you gotta watch it when an when a song is nominated for uh one of the major awards one of the general awards you can't rule it out so just like that but all right you can't rule that one out um next up is best americana performance uh the nominees for this one are Silver Moon, a tribute to Michael Neesmith by Eric Alexandrakis. There You Go Again by Asleep at the Wheel featuring Lyle Lovett. The Message by Blind Boys of Alabama featuring Black Violin. You and Me on the Rock by Brandy Carlisle featuring Lucius. And Made Up My and Made Up Mind by Bonnie Wright. Um I again have You and Me on the Rock by Brandy Carlisle and Lucius winning featuring Lucius winning this one. Um Again, this one's not a lock. Um, I think there's two others in particular um, to watch with, in particular with this one. Um, even then, I wouldn't even sleep too much on any of them. Um, but I think, Brandy Car again, Brady Carlisle is just such a massive name with the Grammys that it feels safest to predict uh, to predict her. Um, the one to watch is not my sec the one I have second most likely. It's the one I have third most likely. And that's The Message. Blind Boys of Alabama have had a lot of success with the Grammys in the last few years. More success with nominations, but still, they uh, they do seem to be beloved by the Grammys. Um, and in particular, uh, they also were, uh, if I'm not mistaken, nomin uh, nominated as a uh, yeah, they got a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Grammys even in 2009. So, uh, while they, their last win was in two, was also in 2009, they still have gotten several nominations in the last few years across categories, a bunch in this ca in this these categories too. So, I 
don't feel like you can rule them out there, and they're going to be an interesting one to watch there. Um, and lastly, Best American Roots Performance. Um, nominees for this one are Someday It'll All Make Sense, Bluegrass Version, by Bill Anderson featuring Dolly Parton, Life According to Rachel by Madison Cunningham, Oh Betty by Fantastic Negretto, um, Stomping Ground by Aaron Neville with The Dirty Dozen Brass Band, and Prodigal Daughter by Elfie O'Donovan and Allison Russell. I kind of alluded to this earlier, but if you have two well-known, respected, legendary kind of artists in the genre, you don't want to rule them out. So as such, or you don't want to bet against them. So as such, my prediction will be Someday It Will All Make Sense, Bluegrass Version, by Bill Anderson featuring Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton, um, I don't believe she's been nominated for anything in, for anything American Roots in recent years, but she has crossed over into other genres and uh, with the Grammys and has had success. In the last few years, she had success in, the, in Christian music so, and gospel music. So I think that, so as such, I think that combined with Bill Anderson being a well-known name in the genre, I think that makes them an interesting, uh, the one, interesting one to watch and the one that I would say is the one most likely to win and as for one to watch I think any of these could win and I think each of these are interesting also the one that I'm most curious about is the one that I currently have as least likely to win which is Oh Betty by Fantastic Negretto while he has received a lot of critical acclaim and has actually had success winning Grammys more in the those have been more in the blues categories so I'm curious to see how he fares in this category I think that uh I think he could win this because I think that any of them could honestly. Um so this one I think is a really competitive category and an award I mean and definitely one to watch. I think as a whole the American Roots categories is so interesting this year. Um but he's my one to watch. Um but that said my prediction is someday it will make sense bluegrass version by Bill Anderson featuring Dolly Parton. So that's so those are my predictions for those ones and that's the episode. Um, I'll talk to you tomorrow. I expect that uh, the categories will be, I just um, minimized the tab, here we are, um, I'm expecting that the ones released tomorrow for Monday will be Latin, dance and electronic music, spoken word, and visual for social media, or I'm sorry, music for visual media rather, um, help to read the categories, right? And I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.